Wow. It feels like we just did a podcast. Does it? Does the week went by that fast? It went that fast. Well, we did. We were Wednesday last week. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Six days later. Okay. Lots happened. A lot has happened. All right. This is a big week for politics. We kind of like to start with the political. Huge weeks, yes. Bloomberg going to be in the debate tomorrow night. He will. Wednesday night. He will be in the debate. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow night. Today's Tuesday. Yeah. You're right. Wow. I know my days. Well, we were off yesterday, so I'm like, (laughs) think it's Monday, but it was Tuesday. So, big debate tomorrow night. Big. Rumor out. Actually, I don't even think rumor. I think legitimate. Matt Drudge approved um, that Bloomberg is actually thinking about Hillary? Hillary Clinton as his running mate. Do you think they would really do this? Never. Now, why not? Because I was reading a lot of reports, you know, obviously Bloomberg with his Bloomberg media, you know, they do a ton of research. So they've tested the Hillary Clinton on a small scale and it tested well. So why are you absolutely think this is a no go? Because here's here's my thought on it. What does it get him? And and what I mean by that is. That's a good question. If you're going to if you're anti-Trump or moderate. You're probably going to vote for Bloomberg anyway. Usually VPs shouldn't hurt you. Rarely do they help you. I mean, Sarah Palin helped McCain for, you know, a hot minute. Yeah. And no, I mean, initially a huge boost. She did very well, overachieved at at the uh, convention, and then obviously went downhill from the Katie Couric interview there. But... I just think it would bring so much negativity from the right. Just the history, the Clintons, the rhetoric, Trump, her losing. I I just don't know what that would get him. Uh, But you're right. Maybe there's tons of research that shows that somehow that could help him. I'm just not sure how. I was surprised that they were even testing that on a small scale. She's very, very popular with the African-American community. Yeah. So that could help her. Um, She's a known quantity. So, you know, there's nothing going to come out on Hillary we don't know. That's true. That's true. She's been accused of killing people and like, I I mean, like everything. Epstein. uh, Epstein. And And don't you think the appeal to to some degree with Hillary Clinton is that you get Bill Clinton? That No. No, I, no, I think that's, I, I, I think that's the old, old, old Democratic Party. I mean, think about okay. it. he. I mean, he hasn't been president twenty five, thirty years. Like, I think here is what you do get: you get a v, VP who's a female, who certainly can be president, who's presidential, or many people, yeah, you know, to the tune of three million more than Trump on a popular vote thought she was more presidential than Trump. You know, Bloomberg is 78. It's hard to believe, though, so, right? Because I, I think mean, he he'll be almost young, 79 if he was to win. On, on You know, I think he just turned 78 the other day. So you're talking, you know, he'll be basically 79 by the time he takes office. It's not a spring chicken. I mean, right. he looks like he's in good shape or, you know, but you, you never know. I mean, he's going to be 80 years old. Yeah. Does he do one turn? The, the, I, I, I don't know. I don't well, love it. I don't love it. But I was surprised. And by the way, I'm that. tired of Stacey Abrams, too, from Georgia. She's like pitching the VP job all over the place. Like enough. You've won zero elections. Zero. 
I, I don't want to hear you got close in Georgia, just like... Wait a minute, but wasn't she something before that? Wasn't she... Um, uh, she might have won a congressional race or something. She was a, wasn't she attorney general or something? I, I, yeah, I got to look. Anyway, yeah, she hit some position. But, I okay, so you're tired of her pitching. Don't uh, pitch the VP job. We've talked about I mean, her. pitch it behind the scenes, but not publicly. Yeah. We talked about it on this yep. show, but I am curious to see. I think Amy Klobuchar would be a great vice presidential. I think Amy Klobuchar and She doesn't help Bloomberg, Bloomberg though. Why? You don't think White, the moderate. No. They need a little bit of the progressive side, I think, if Bloomberg gets the nomination. Really? Yeah. Um, okay, how do you think? Now, this is his first debate tomorrow night. Any predictions? You think he'll, you know, you've got Buttigieg, uh, obviously Sanders. Now, finally, we're going to hear what he has to say. I mean, this is a big night for Bloomberg's crew, don't I you think? I think it is. I think it depends on how the questions go. I think Klobuchar will go after him a little bit. Um my guess is he'll try to stay above the fray. He's got all the money that he needs. He just can't make a catastrophic mistake. Although, you know, he had a flub this week, a major flub, making, in essence, making fun of farmers and how scientific farming is. Basically, he said, I could teach you how to be a farmer in one day in an interview, and he got crushed on that. I mean, like, oh, that's funny. You know, it's, oh, it's he's a, got a sense of humor. I lived on. in New York when he was mayor. He's an elitist. He's a multi-billionaire. All right. No, he... But why does that bother he's, you? He's That's... a nanny state guy, okay? He wants to tell you how to live your life. That's not good. And I think if that continues to come out, like his gaffes with the farmers and some other things, he won't win. He will not win. Americans want to live their lives. He's a nanny. He he changed the uh, legislature. Uh, legislator. Uh, um, he passed legislation, forced legislation in New York City, so he could run for a third term. Right. It was a terrible term. His approval ratings went into, I believe, the high twenties, low thirties. They wanted him gone. <laughs> yeah, in his eleventh and twelfth year, I was like, get out. Um, he was very good on crime, so he's done some, you know. Yeah. <sighs> Well, I mean, if Although run, now he's getting criticized for that. So stop and frisk. Yeah, he's apologizing for stop and frisk, which was something he really supported, um, you know, for his time as mayor. We'll see. I, you know, I think that um, uh, I think he'll do fine, though. I mean, he's well, he's polished, night. you know. Although, I mean, I don't know if he's been in a lot of debates before. I know, right? I'm, I'm curious to see him lay out a plan and see how it goes. Uh, also, by the way, this by the just, way, Klobuchar, back to her real quick. She raised twelve million dollars, I think, in three days post last week's performance so she's um yeah i i like her a lot did you see did you watch bill maher this week she was on i bill did maher. she was great i thought she was she's good but she's a little soft i mean i think bill maher is good at reminding yeah. the democrats like how are you going to be you know i mean bill maher is very hung up on that if trump loses he will not leave the white house and then you know how are they going to remove him that's sort of like bill a, bill a maher comedian sticking point and you know listen i, I like maher i mean certainly a liberal oh i think he's great but, he, well, but i think he's reasonable i think he is whole, liberal but i think he calls out his own party yeah, absolutely yeah. i think he calls out. how did you feel too i don't know if you saw this but um our president re-trump uh, retweeting a video of a um it was some sort of georgetown i'm not sure what I didn't state see this. you didn't where no. the guy like went to the bathroom fully mic'd and was farting and then our <laughs> what? what you didn't see no. this video no no were like this is like a new low for president trump what we hear that every week <laughs> 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 it was so disturbing. The guy was like in the bathroom. What do you think he about made, his Daytona 
beast mobile riding around the track for two laps and then start your engines. Well, that didn't surprise me. Don't you feel like that is him, yeah. like just yeah, obviously boasting the, the about Democrats were and... like the Democrats were like, oh, using you know public money for campaigning. Oh, please. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk more about Daytona because we want to talk Daytona. Um, his appearance there it was delayed for a day. Last thing on the politics, Obama uh, tweeted yesterday. Basically, it, it was eleven years, I believe, since he um, passed. Uh, some reform on the economy the 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 bailouts and so forth okay and talked about how it's been 11 years of growth trying to in essence throwing a dig at trump and taking the credit yeah oh my god the trump they came out firing it was it was a pretty good battle uh yesterday back and forth on that Uh, do you feel like that part of that is true though no i always disagree with you on this point it's not it's not you can't be in office basically here's the thing you get credit I'm not going to get into economic metrics. And I've admitted, Obama did a nice job stabilizing the downside. The recovery was slow. It was the slowest recovery post-depression in history. Yes, it was a recovery. But they were getting back to levels, or they didn't get back to levels that, over seriously, over eight years, you should have gotten back to. Some of the deregulation, some of the other economic things... And yeah, maybe we're punting down the road with the um, with the with the with the deficit, possibly. But um, I, I just hate you know revisionist history. You know, the economy's strong, people are working, jobs are up, G- GDP's good, manufacturing's up, people are feeling good about things. I mean, I think there was a poll last week: seventy-two percent of Americans feel like they're better off than three years ago. Well, I like mean, things that, have been steadily improving. You're, okay. you're correct. So you can't not take credit for that. You can't just criticize the guy for everything wrong and then not give him credit for everything right. That's just, that, that's not how this thing works. But don't you feel like people would give him some credit except for he just blanket? He also revisionist history, though. He doesn't give Obama any credit for helping with the bailout. I think that's true. I think when he was, I think when he met with Obama, after he did win the election, I remember those first meetings, the rhetoric that came out of it was actually, Trump was very positive about Obama, very positive. And then obviously the whole Russia thing started and the, spy, the, the right. being accused of spying on, and, you know, and then it just turned really bad. But I think initially there, I don't, I'm not so sure that you're accurate on that. I think Trump did say some, some positive things about, about Barack. Okay, well, I'll have to go back and find yeah. those clips. Um, <laughs> all right, so Patrick, we'll transition. We'll talk a little along the lines of politics, but yes. maybe more FBI investigation. <laughs> so Andrew McCabe, yes. obviously former FBI director, not being charged. Sounds like they're going to completely drop mm-hmm. um, any further investigation. Yeah. I can't wait to hear all your thoughts. That's good. I and mean, listen, he, it, it was you funny. You see double standard here? How? how? Actually, I do. Here's McCabe coming out and saying how 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 he wants everyone to know how it feels and how terrible it is to be accused of something and and vilified in the press as as something other than a patriot and all this other stuff. Well, now you know how Trump feels for two years. The Russia hoax. Uh, So like these people like I actually think they're tone deaf. I really do. Okay, so and by the way. Like everyone said with Trump, being 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 uh, recommended for prosecution or indictment, 
Don't tell me McCabe wasn't. You think there was enough evidence to indict? That's no, that's... no, no. I I haven't seen all the evidence. I just know. I don't think he was. I think he. he I think there was some bias in his his approach and his coverage, um, and handling of the situation. But does that rise to putting someone in jail? No, probably. You know, not in this case. Or I think the DOJ would have continued to 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 indict and or. or so, move, move toward charges, but don't sit here and, and be so indignant that oh my god, now I know how it feels to be you know, you know. Well, okay. Well, welcome to the club. Now you and Trump have something in common. He's getting a <laughs> lot of comparison though, McCabe is to Roger Stone. That essentially, you know, um, sure Roger Stone did some things that were probably illegal, but you know they've completely done a witch hunt against Roger Stone. So, and there's two, McCabe. there's two things on Stone. Stone's a criminal. Okay, he was a criminal before he joined Trump's campaign. Everything that he's going to jail for happened before he joined Trump's campaign. Got it. There was a witch hunt in the sense that because he worked for Trump, that opened the door for them to go after him. Otherwise, they would not have gone after Roger Stone. If if Roger Stone never went to work for Trump, he would still been, he be a free man. Absolutely. They weren't looking into Roger Stone. Having said that, I mean, almost everyone that's gone to work for Trump, the media, the press, some law enforcement, you know, the attorney general in, in New York State continues to open up investigations because these people work for Trump. If Trump didn't run for president, the attorney general would not be investigating Trump like to the degree that they are. I mean, I'm New York State, I'm, right. I'm speaking about. Okay. You know, having said that, Stone broke the law. And we could debate on sentencing, you know, the guidelines we talked about last week, seven to nine years, one to four years. We'll finally see what he ends up. But he did break the law, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, he that's did. Good. He did. I mean, let, let's not make it sound like Roger Stone's some stand up, you know, honorable, totally honorable person. I'm sure he's he's done a lot of things positive in his career. And, you know, he, he served for a long time. But yeah, Roger know. Stone had Roger Stone's interest uh, at so heart. Your, okay, so your final thought on McCabe is basically, okay, you know, DOJ, there's not enough evidence to go ahead and indict, fine, but you don't like his my, lining. My feeling on is that the Department of Justice, and this is a good segue into what I think the media and the Democratic-leaning uh, pundits and the Democratic leadership are going after William Barr, who has served this country for years and years and years, two presidents um, with distinction. He's a super smart man. He came out last week and basically tweeted or told Trump in an interview, knock it off. You're making my job impossible. Right. No, wait, do you think... So this was interesting because I was also listening to... Um, I enjoy John Oliver. Anyway, I watch all these political shows. But they were they were talking about that. And Laura Ingram from Fox essentially said that that was Bill Barr's way of saying, I have your back, so I've, I'm taking care of you, so stop meddling because you're making me defending you and helping yeah, you out okay, maybe. You think that's what he was saying or you maybe. think he's saying... But listen, Eric Holder had Obama's back. Eric Holder came out in an interview and called Obama his bro or something to my brother or something to that effect. The, the Attorney General, for the most part, has the President's back. They're not supposed to. They're supposed to be the people's attorney, the people's top federal uh, law enforcement. And I think for the most part, in our history, those attorney generals. I mean, you had an attorney general meet with Bill Clinton on a tarmac 
And don't tell me they didn't discuss things that they should not have discussed. So let's not, again, I, I'm a, I'll criticize both parties, but it seems you think like... it works both sides, uh, like 100%. If you yeah. go back to the Obama-Clinton years, the things Trump's getting criticized for, I'm not talking about the tweeting and the antics. I'm talking about maneuvers and po- and talking to, you know, Obama was talking to, told people, wait to the election, I'll help out Russia in an open mic interview, you know, by accident. It goes on. It's politics. It's funny you say, oh, funny. I, I went back and I started watching the West Wing. Oh, I did see this tweet. Okay. I mean, it's fascinating to me and I'm so into it right now again, because Everything they were doing and talking about and the behind the scenes, it's like House of Cards, not, you know, House of Cards was on steroids compared to the West Wing, but like the same issues that are going on now are all things It's funny, show. like back in 1999, 2000, when the show was made or still were going on. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's like we haven't progressed or actually, yes, it's gotten worse in terms of the social media side of it. By the way. The rhetoric between like the assistants and um, the staffers in that, you know, the main cast. In West Wing? So Me Too, it was ridiculous. Like compared to what would be acceptable now. No. And oh, it, that's and true. It would, yeah, because I'm sure it's and they, and they would laugh about it in open, like, open, like dialogue. The dialogue, the writing was so Me Too offensive compared to what oh right. oh like today we, that would not have never, been accepted no right, absolutely right, not right. so that has progressed to a positive way but uh anyway my point is it's just fascinating to see how like 20 years later you could probably rewrite that show almost the same way and it's the same the, <laughs> the same issues i agree like history does repeat itself it's it's yeah but anyway great show great writing um, That's, I've never watched that show, but then I, I did see your tweet. I mean, listen, I watched it 20 years ago. It's, uh, and now, I'm, I'm obsessed now. I just episode after episode after episode. Um, and yes, by the way, it's a liberal Democratic staff, right? And president in it, uh, moderate, very moderate, by the way. Um, it almost reminds you like it, was, it would be Bill Clinton's staff, and I kind of think how that it was. Because, you know, I think it was right after Clinton had been in office for about seven, six, seven years when that show started. So I think that's kind of how it was modeled. Right. After that administration. I think to to some degree. Yeah. Um, anything else in politics you want to talk about? No, I'm just listen. We're this is go time for the Dems. Like they got to figure this out. I know. You got I, Pete Buttigieg. You got Bernie Sanders I, still ahead. So I'm down. I'm, I'm done with Buttigieg. What? What? How? We've, Mayor Pete, we've turned on Mayor Pete already. Yeah, the more I listen to him, he's a he's 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 a little bit of um, he reminds me of a, a more polished and probably a little smarter, much smarter, Beto. There's not a lot there. Okay, so you think a lot of lot, lot of lot of you know platitudes and you know um, pontificating and we're good, but never really. If you listen to him, he never says anything. He's starting to come across as what he is, a small city mayor. And I think he's I think he's going to go. And I think that's why you're seeing Klobuchar encroach Excel. on him. Yeah. I think compared to two, she's 
she's the big leagues and he's not. I mean, listen, he looks great. He's a nice, seems like a nice guy. He's young. I mean, young. he served in the military. Oh, you know, yeah. he checks, he checks a lot. A lot. Of boxes. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah, he but does. I think when you really listen to and the depth, smart. the I mean, depth he has on policy, he's he's either all over the place or doesn't really say a lot. So, I think he's going to just. I think you're going to start seeing, especially as you get to more uh, 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 primaries where there's the black voters and the Latino voters have a much higher percentage, I think he's really going to struggle. I think we've talked about this, but obviously Rush Limbaugh was back in the news this week for essentially saying America is not ready to elect a gay president. You think there's any truth to that? I don't, but... I know. I, mean, I don't either, I said, I think Rush it. does things for ratings. I think Rush does things because he certainly believes them, um, right or wrong. I, I don't... I know, I don't Listen, think I that's... Can't, you know, we're, I but it's up, an interesting... I mean, sometimes you do wonder, you know. I mean, we grew up in... I grew up in the Northeast. I grew, I grew up, up in a rural area. Yeah. People were completely fine with everyone being yeah, gay. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I think the fact that he's doing so well right now speaks volumes to how far we've come. Yeah. Let's yep. move on, though. Your station, Fox 5, of yes. course, all of our friends here did a great job reporting a crazy story in Fauquier County over the weekend of a 17-year-old kid, Levi Norwood, who ends up going into his house, killing his 37-year-old mom, his 6- or 7-year-old brother. brother, shoots his dad, and then is on the run in North Carolina. This story... Gets, ca- gets caught... Well, I mean, happened in caught. Fauquier County, Virginia, and gets caught in uh, North Carolina, right outside Durham. Yes. Shoplifting at a Target. Okay. Is, do we have a motive yet? I mean, there was some great reporting that from seen. Fox 5. Not that I've seen. Yeah, it was all over the story. Crazy. Crazy. I mean, I mean based on his pictures, looks like a normal kid. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, clearly not. Who knows what was going on? Um, I would imagine a lot. Uh, probably a lot is going to come lot. out. Yeah. So crazy story there. The other big local story today, actually, a, a judge is going to hear. So you're familiar with the, the Hoggle case, the Hoggle twins. Yes. Who disappeared and are presumed to have been killed by their mom, Catherine Hoggle, uh, back in 2014. Crazy. And who yet, is what? Schizophrenic? She, I think she's yeah, been she's diagnosed been, schizophrenic. She's been diagnosed with various mental, mental health uh, yeah. illnesses and has been... Um, based on judge rulings, hasn't had to be interviewed or hasn't had to be, um, um, had to, you know, she hasn't had to be qu- questioned on the whereabouts of her children, which is crazy to me. I'm Insane. sorry. The, the kids' rights should outweigh her rights, I believe. And now today, the judge is hearing a case. Her attorney, now that it's almost six and a half years, um... Wants the charges dismissed. Wait a second. So she's. Still to this day cannot account for where these children are. I believe. Or she's not telling us. Right, right. She's either completely, you know, schizophrenic, whatever, some, some sort of disorder. She's been ruled to not have to, in essence, incriminate herself and be questioned and interviewed. Yet we're going to let her go. I, I okay, know. so if she if she if she's that, a lot for lot lack of a better word, insane to face questions and potential charges. Okay, then you still can't let her go. Like she's then she needs to be incarcerated, at least in an institution. Yeah, for the in rest perpetuity. of her life. Yeah, 
Like, there's two kids gone. What are we doing? So basically... Wait, is the judge actually... Enter- You're saying her attorney is trying to appeal this but to a judge, right? But the gonna, judge is going to hear it? Is it's going to that- be he- heard today? I mean, it's a legit okay, argument. that is crazy. If that happens, I hope there's insane outrage. That's nuts. I mean, she cannot even... I, I don't. I, I'm not sure if they went to a babysitter's house. I, I think she picked them up from a babysitter's home. She said they home. went. She said she gave them to a friend. They're safe, but they went to a better place. Which, whatever that means. Yeah. So you have that other big story going on locally, Montgomery County. You and I have talked about Montgomery County schools and the Damascus incident, the brooming incident. Yeah. What's the which latest? Now there's major lawsuits going on. So four prominent attorneys from Maryland are representing the victims in that case from the brooming incident over a year and a half ago, I believe, uh, was the timeline. Uh, It's serious. They're suing for like $100 million. They're suing everyone, the superintendent, the school system, the principal, the coach, and so forth. I'm not sure. I I think even a a board member's been named, uh, uh, a county board member, school county board member. Okay. But then you have... A week and a half ago, Clarksburg High School, also in Montgomery County, uh, somebody said they saw a weapon or some some clips of a of a gun. Okay. They investigated. They found a loaded handgun or a loaded one gun. Then they arrested that person. I believe his name is, I believe his name is Brown, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Sixteen year old, who then I believe turned. Uh, other people and they they the next day they arrested more people who were involved in it who knows what was going on potential drug deal or whatever but what's crazy about this is in both stories in the Damascus case the alleged leader of the brooming incident in the locker room had been moved from school to school to school had a checkered past criminal history bad behavior but yet the Montgomery County school system has something called restorative justice. Okay. They keep moving these people around. We're going to rehabilitate you. And they keep moving from school to school to school, putting other students at risk. Damascus. Same thing now with this, with this uh, Brown, who's 16 years old, had right. been arrested for armed robbery. Other long list of... Yeah, things are going on in that kid's life. And yet they've the moved him can't. around, and he yeah. ends up at Clarksburg, putting other students... At what point does this county, the county pay? Not do anything I hope they lose dead. the lawsuit. Yeah. I hope other people sue. I hope kids sue. I hope parents sue. John Smith, who is the uh, superintendent of schools, needs to go. The school board needs a complete overhaul. The Montgomery County school system has just deteriorated year after year after year. Their test scores are have dropped. They're overcrowded. This is... This was at one point the preeminent, one of the preeminent school districts in the country. So why do you think this is, Patrick? Why do you think, I mean, do you think this is just... I think it's a lot of politics. I okay. think it's a lot of appeasing. I think it's progressive politics, to be to be very candid. I think, so basically what? We don't want to punish the kids. We don't want to punish the kids. I mean, this is a school district that got rid of final exams in high school. That, you know, it's like, there's no accountability at all. Let's move them around. Um... I, I just, there, there needs to be a leadership overhaul. I mean, I am very glad my kids are out of that school. Because if my kids were entering the Montgomery County school system right now, I would really, and thank God I could afford it, I'd really have to think about private schools. And that was- Would you un- start the lawsuit just now? <laughs> like, <would you> <laughs> but that was unthinkable 15, 16, 17 years ago when my kids started in that school system. 
unthinkable. Yeah. I mean, Fairfax, Loudoun County, they have far exceeded and surpassed Montgomery, Montgomery County. County. Wow. Um, yeah, you're right, because that used to be, I mean, definitely. We, I mean, listen, there's still some about... great teachers, great great students. Sure. I mean, listen, you still have kids going to IVs, and, but in total, the system is struggling. Well, they're dealing with some major, major. I mean, these they stories can't aren't like. Keep, these are major stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You they're cannot not. cannot pass these kids. For, these aren't kids who pulled somebody's hair. I mean, these are kids right. who have armed robbery. Are smoking weed at school yeah, or yeah. You know, okay. kids are going to do that. that right. Who gives a crap, right. right? I mean, no, seriously. Like, that's not what we're talking no, We're talking no, about violent, major, I mean, violent criminals yeah. that are getting passed along from one district to the next. Um, I, I got to ask you some lighter stories here. So, Delta CEO came out this yeah, week. Yeah, the punching the incident. Yeah, everyone saw the video of the guy. Punching the woman. Yes. Seat, who you know, she reclined. Who knows what happened before the video? You know, she claims, uh, you know, she asked. He said no. She still reclined, or he claims that. Um, he was so. The story is, I'm yeah. sure everyone's seen the video. He was in the last seat. Yes, it's cramped. She reclined back, and he starts punching her chair, <laughs> like nonstop throughout the entire flight. She claims that the flight attendant sided with him, gave him a drink, a free drink, and told her to turn off the video. She's suing. So Delta Airlines. No, but hold on. It okay. wasn't Delta, right? No, it wasn't Delta. So let's, uh, I just want to make right, that clear. Yeah. I think it was American. Okay. I believe. All right. I'm not sure about that. I believe it was American. Um, I think it was like an American Eagle flight. But the Delta CEO was being interviewed on a business uh, network and said that you have to ask permission to, re you should have to ask permission to recline or protocol is, you should ask permission to recline. If they say no, don't recline. What an what? idiot. I know. Like an idiot. Then don't make your seats recline. This, well, this A, isn't don't make issue. them recline. Or how about you stop squeezing every last seat you can. Give people more room. You charge for every... I tweeted it. So you charge for every piece of luggage. You charge every for blanket, everything. Every yeah. The experience is terrible. You give no... Basically, you don't even get a drink anymore. You're squeezing seats in left and right. You're, you're charging more for so-called main cabin when it's really the seat you used to have five years ago is yeah. now called like special. And then you're going to tell us we can't recline? Yeah. Screw you, Delta CEO. <laughs> like seriously, what an idiot. I, did think, I think he get killed. He did get crushed for yeah, it. Yeah, that was a really dumb statement. Um, Daytona 500, so we'll just revisit really quickly. A lot of people very upset. Very serious crash yesterday. Very in the serious final crash. Lap. Um, Joe Gibbs obviously was victorious again for two Danny Hamlin in a row. won. Uh, Newman was in a very violent crash at the end. Yes. When they signed off, they were there was still some uncertainty if it was life-threatening. It turns out, thank God, it's not very serious. He's in critical condition. But there were even but crashes non -life earlier. But non-life-threatening. There was like five crashes in the 20, last 25 laps. I think they got to look at that. I'm not a NASCAR expert. I do like to watch, especially a Daytona. It was exciting toward the end. Yeah. Joe Gibbs Racing and Denny Hallen were getting criticized because they were celebrating like you would normally celebrate winning the Daytona 500. Joe Gibbs came right out and apologized and said he didn't realize the crash was that serious or certainly they wouldn't have been the celebration. What I think people have moved on from that now. I mean, Joe Gibbs is very, very reputable, very respected. Yeah, and they that really quick. I think they came right out yeah. and said, you know, the minute they knew something serious had happened, obviously. And like you uh, you said, know, watching on television, I didn't get that sense. 
because I think they they were focused on the crash and right. then and then you saw the Joe Gibbs racing team actually kneeling for prayer but they weren't yeah. kneeling because of the crash they that's what they do after a race because again Joe Gibbs is very religious and right. um, anyway I think it was a uh, I think it was a, a I think it was the controversy was created and really wasn't but do you think in general, though, they need some reform? I mean, that race is, you know, it's obviously I, extremely long. It is very dangerous. Sounds like they do. Um, yeah. Again, I don't know enough about I know, I don't the, the ins and outs of racing, but it just seems to me with some of the bumping and you could just spin people out too too easily and um, it gets pretty violent or um, potentially can get pretty violent. And then the last story is I love the guy, the woman who met a guy uh, online dating, went out on a date with him, and he robbed a bank while she... Uh, and then forced her to be the driver. <laughs> getaway car. All happened in Massachusetts. Sounds like your first date. <laughs> I've had very close. I have actually gone out with somebody who was a complete radio listener and then had his brother call me before oh, the told first me. date. <laughs> yes. His brother was a clown and wanted to show up on the first date. I have had... You, you had horrible. some other weird one, too, you told me. I've had, uh, oh, name it. Let's see. Um, I've had the guy that, you know, we went out on a date for like four or five hours. He failed to tell me he wasn't divorced yet with three kids, which probably means he's still married with three kids. Oh, and then the other one where lead with it, that? you thought it was a date, but it was really an appearance. Uh, yes, I've been stranded <laughs> out on a boat. Yes, with a, yes, I have gone out with a guy. I thought we were out on a date. Only could come to find out I was on the list of hosts. <laughs> Yes, I have had every disaster. I'm actually right. I'm surprised I have not been a so what did So uh, what did you do for Valentine's Day? Um, we, I actually dragged Dan to go to high tea at the Willard. Nice. <laughs> you you, you, you sat in the hallway. Yes, we sat in the hallway. Oh, have you been? I've been. Yes. Okay, well, I, I have. No, no. I've been to the Willard. And but I've not done the high tea. It's really not that romantic because what I noticed is apparently all these very uppity people end up bringing their children, so it's really a not seventy-five dollar tea party for a lot of kids. I don't picture myself when I have an eight-year-old bringing them to high tea. Yeah, so we went. Uh, we did our normal did Friday. You bring your kids? No, no. So we did our normal Friday that we usually do, and then we actually went out to BLT Prime, which is in the Trump Hotel. Okay. On Saturday night, I've been there before. I Food's mean, good though; they've actually been in here. The lobby's ma- the lobby, and the lobby is, is fantastic, yeah. and the big flag is up. I will say though, be, if I'm being honest, not a great experience at the restaurant. And I'm not a complainer, although you probably don't believe that right, right now. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I'm, my dad made his lot livelihood. He owned a barber shop his entire life. Still works as a as a as a barber. Uh, he's made his entire living for the most part on tips okay. for, for his life. So I'm very forgiving in terms of I over tip and I'm very forgiving for service because a lot of sh- sh- stuff happens, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. You can't always control. You don't know if it's the kitchen, the, kitchen, the process the, and whatever. A lot of things. But so first of all, they sat us in like this corner area by some like, looked like a service elevator. So I knew right away I didn't get a great vibe. It was like a crappy table. It was a table for six. Okay. Round table. We were four. It felt awkward. Okay. And I'm, uh, I, sh- you know, I should have went with my gut, and I should have said, "Can you move us to like a better table?" Different table, yeah. But whatever. I went with it, and just service wasn't great. I mean, they were slow. They didn't. The, the waiter didn't come over right away. He didn't talk about 
I don't even know if there were specials because he didn't say we have no specials tonight. He didn't say, hey, would you like this or that? Drinks were slow. I mean, to the point, you know, they're known for their popovers. Yeah, yeah. And they were never coming. They kept telling us, oh, yeah, they're coming. Never came. Uh, So I finally had to get up and I went to talk to a manager, a woman by the name of Gracie, who was very nice. She did come over and she, she saved it for them in terms of like, you know, Free round of drinks, a shrimp appetizer. Okay, what's then, the deal? Do they not like Fox Five? Do they not like our programming? This seems. Well, personal. you would think in the Trump Hotel they would have liked me. <laughs> Although Trump did tweet a negative about Fox News over the weekend, so maybe they. <laughs> okay, it must have been on their radar. <laughs> no, I listen. I think they're, they're extremely busy, but um, just not a no. Sorry, not for the price. Trust me. Oh, I know. I'm it's sure. Not, I'm sure it was insane. It for four is people. not cheap. Yeah, yeah. And we drank a good amount and. So anyway, having said that, they they you got to be better. Like uh, you can't like. I do have a theory though. I no longer go out. So we went to tea in the afternoon, and then mm. we just came home and made our own dinner. Because I do have a theory. I think restaurants absolutely hate Valentine's Day. I think they hate it. Well, this was the day after, but yeah, still. Oh really? Yeah, it was the Saturday night. Okay, then my theory is <clears throat> wrong because we don't. Well, go out it was here. still the weekend. I think it was President's weekend, Valentine's Day weekend. It was very busy, but. Be okay. be- just be better. Saturday I, I, night, I, that's and I feel bad because I think the waiter was—he just was—he didn't really communicate well, and it kind of just snowballed into a whole bunch of problems for us. Yeah, but there's really no excuse at that level. You know what I'm saying? You're not like at a Red Robin here. You know, it's like okay, well, you know, I mean, this is like a five-star yeah, restaurant say, where usually, your dinner was you, probably like six hundred dollars. That's us- crazy. Yeah, usually I'm like, you know. I, either my Kristen or you know, like certainly the couple we were with, we go out with them all the time, and they're like, eh, like, okay, it's not bad. Uh, even they were like, okay, it's this bad. sucks. <laughs> like, oh, they usually calm you down when you're ready to complain. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. He starts the conversation with, "I never usually complain." No, I don't. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's not true. I'm impatient. Well, no, this is it. Last year we went to Fiola Mare, which is a high-end Italian restaurant here in D.C. for Valentine's Day. And it was a terrible experience as well. And that was it. We were like, we're done. They don't want you to be here for Valentine's Day. They hate the holiday. People have something against love in the restaurant business. They don't want to do it. So then we don't go out. And it works out well. Yeah. I will say, I'm going to end on a semi-positive note for BLT Prime. Okay. The food was fantastic. Oh, good. All right, so, so you got it. The it was food good. was fantastic. I, I, so, okay, I'm 52 years old. Okay. I've never wrote a review to anything. Yelp, open table, nothing. Okay. I did in this case. I laid it out. Because I got an email back and said, yeah. hey, what? how was your experience? And I just said, I li- good. Ba- and I was yeah. very fair. And I just said, Gracie saved the day. Um, although, you know, we still left with, for what we paid, not, I bet. The best experience. Uh, but you know what? A lot of times it's how do you recover? Uh, we're in a business where we're selling, where we yeah, make sure. mistakes. So I give them the benefit of doubt on that front. Um, but you got to be better from the beginning to the end. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, all right. Anything all right. else going on in your world? Anything <sighs> else you want to share with us? Are there any new programs going on? Are we getting ready to fire anybody? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Any new programs? Are we getting ready to fire anybody? Who's on the chopping block this week? I love it. It is like an episode of Apprentice. Um, no, you know, we've been pretty stable, I right? Know. Things have been good here. Yeah, and you've actually hired a bunch of new people. We have. So. You know, we hired yeah. two new reporters. Uh, no, like just focused on the relocation, moving up the street. That it's crazy. True. 
That is true. Um, I hope I live to see it. <laughs> Where would you be going? I think you'll be all set. You never know. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. I think you're going to be living no problem. Are we on any uh, any diets? Last question. Any diets? You know, we're kind of off the drinking. We're now drinking a couple days a week, yeah. which I totally support. Yeah. I oh. can't drink because of my shots, but I can't wait to drink. So I've gone from not drinking for 30 days to only drinking on Friday and Saturday to okay. now listen. If I could go four three, <laughs> not four on three, I'm in better shape. <laughs> you need to be on. I did think of you. I was watching an episode of Goop, and they all tried various diets for 21 days, and it just it was a struggle for yeah. all of them. And it just reminded me of like every time we're yeah. on this show. Yep. You should really try those. I will. Okay. All right, we're out. Bye. <laughs>